You're listening to the Road to Wisdom podcast, weaving stories told by wonderful minds about all things motherhood, health, intimacy, politics, nature, and everything in between. Join us on an adventure discovering unique experiences that we can learn from to enhance the ways in which we live. We are your hosts, Chloe and Kishia. Hi guys, welcome to the Road to Wisdom podcast. Today we are going to discuss my birth stories. Uh, This is going to be our second take recording this because um, it was probably one of our first recordings initially Mm. and um, it was very long. Lots of boring spots in there. (laughs) But also an incredibly intense conversation for you and one that you ultimately weren't comfortable releasing because there was so much in there. There was a lot in there. Yeah. So um, something we've been talking about for a while. Literally for six months. Fuck. <laughs> so longer. Long. <laughs> oh, this will have an explicit warning on it too. Mm. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about the birth of your Willow. number one. Yeah. And if we can roll into number two because they're kind of like together in the same yeah, mm. well, they were very close. They were a bit close. They were very close. Um, yeah, I'll probably briefly go over Willows and then we'll get into Humphreys, which is a little bit more intense and mm. um, I guess a bit more story to it, I would bit imagine. A bit more juicy. A bit more juicy. Um, okay, so with Willow, your number one, mm-hmm. was she planned? She was. Okay. So we um, – and <laughs> – cool that I'm mentioning it now because we're actually in the midst of trying to get someone on to talk about the contraceptive pill but <laughs> how not to get pregnant <laughs> how not to get um no but I was on um the oral contraceptive pill and for the last year that I was on it I didn't bleed and I've never skipped the mm-hmm. bleeding part so um the bleeding part the <laughs> <laughs> A disclaimer, we are a little rusty today, yeah. but we are going to make it through the end, I promise. <laughs> we're we're going to get there. <laughs> My words aren't wording. Yeah, um, yeah no, the uh, breakthrough bleed. And I um, I was talking to Togger about it and I was just like, because he, within the first couple of weeks of us dating, was like, I want kids. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll consider that. Um, <laughs> cut to like. Four or five years later, um, we, yeah, I was like, look, I haven't bled for a year on the pill. I'm like, I'm actually really worried that it might make me infertile. I didn't have any information at this point and didn't think, Mm. I didn't really know anything, but I guess just gut intuition. I was like, if I'm not having a breakthrough bleed, well, I'm not having a period and that's. So you may not be able to get pregnant. You may not be able to get pregnant. So I was like, look, I think I need to go off the pill, but then obviously Going off the pill can lead to baby. Yeah. So I think I was 25 when I went off mm. the pill. And um, it took a little while to get my period back. Um, did you have to do anything specifically or did you just kind of like let things go by itself? Mate, I was young, dumb and yeah. I won't finish that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did but not give a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, right. So you're just like quite <laughs> unaware. Um, I was, yeah, completely oblivious and I had, like we, we weren't even eating. I still ate dairy milk chocolate at that stage. Um, what's wrong with that? <laughs> you mean Cadbury. 
Cad- Cadbury. Yeah. yeah, Cadbury. Dairy. Oh, yeah. Just like a Cadbury from time to time. <laughs> Dude, I haven't touched that shit since my pregnancy with Willow. <laughs> oh my god. Well, Halloween um, was just the other weekend, so I'm too sure. So we um, yeah, and once I got my periods back, I think it took about nine months. We wow. of us actively trying. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So how was the pregnancy? Like once you once you found out that you were pregnant, mm. how how were you? How um, was it for you? I was very disconnected from my body and this is – you're going to glaze over because you've totally heard this shit before. <laughs> I'll <laughs> pretend like I haven't. <laughs> Actually, people, you've probably heard like scatterings here and there. But, um, yeah, I was super disconnected from my body. So when I, when I peed on a stick and had that adrenaline rush and threw the pee stick – at Togger's head and cried and cried and cried and he got me a book up the duff which dis- disassociates not it, recommended by us to no, read disassociates you from your body even more um I yeah I was just like I think it was six weeks into it and I was like oh I'm feeling really queasy and Togger was like god you're full of shit and I was like no I'm actually feeling not so great that was the next, like, what, 10 weeks? <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, with a little bit of research, I then realised that morning sickness actually comes on quite quickly. So, mm. um, yeah. Anyway, I thought I'd do some research. So I watched um, Knocked Up. <laughs> <laughs> or Juno. What to expect when you're expecting and yeah. Juno. <laughs> you really? Yeah. That oh, was my full, my full quality research. Quality education. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I felt really prepared for yeah. <laughs> pregnancy and birth after that. Um, That's I, hilarious. I know. I didn't want to do any research research because, I like, my mum is the only one who had talked to me about birth. And for her it was not something nice or pleasant or, you know, she was like, just take the drugs, don't be a hero kind of situation. Mm. Um, so I – and I was like, oh, I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to hear horror stories. Mm. I'm like, I have to go through birth. It's like a really big and at the time scary part of it. But I'm like, I don't want to think about it. I just – I'm pregnant. My body will do it. I'm just going to cruise along. Wing it. Wing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, I know that I don't – I've always had a bit of an aversion to hospitals and drugs and – pain relief like most of the dental work I've ever had done on my in my mouth has been with zero um anesthesia Mm. anesthesia Mm -hmm. or um pain relief because I just hate that feeling um so yeah that was that was our wow okay so you got like all the scans all the tests all the things like yeah through your pregnancy multiple 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 so I have a vaccine injury mm-hmm. which has left me with an autoimmune condition um so there was that added okay because you had that they factor. said mm. that you were high risk yeah yeah straight away put into that slot into that high risk category so i had i had two obstetricians i went private obstetricians um one on the gold coast and one in melbourne mm-hmm. the one in melbourne is actually the obstetrician that delivered me and my sibling so oh my that God. was um Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was super chill. Mm. He has five kids. Mm-hmm. He does really trust birth and he's very much like 
what the woman wants. And I mean, I was talking to my obstetrician on the Gold Coast who <laughs> I'd walk into her office and behind the reception desk, it was all like pictures of her in um, scrubs with like lights on bellies <laughs> and a baby upside down. Like, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like yeah, all yeah. C-section vibes. All C-section vibes. In and theater I didn't, vibes. nothing was like clicking for me, right? Like, oh, I won't have birth like that. <laughs> yeah, no, but I didn't even like, I looked at it and I'm like, oh, baby's being delivered. Like it never yeah. even like, but she was like, no, you need to be induced at 38 weeks. And I was like, oh, I just kind of heard that induction can lead to like increase the chances of a c-section she's like it's just too dangerous for you to go further than that what was the rationale um there is a study Mm -hmm. one um with a very small cohort of um patients or what is it um help me word find subjects subjects (laughs) that's it um who had a very, very slightly increased chance of stillbirth. Mm. So um, that was plastered onto me and that's the rationale for a 38-week induction. Got it. Yeah. So my obstetrician down in Melbourne was like, um, if you're happy and healthy and the baby's happy and healthy, you just keep going. And I was like, oh. I like that answer. Yeah. <laughs> That's less We're going to have a baby in yeah. Melbourne. Um, oh, the reason for those two as well was because we were working a lot between Gold Coast and Melbourne. So we didn't know where we were going to be for the birth originally. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, come to I think I was like 36 weeks and we drove down to Melbourne and started nesting at my parents' place. Mm. <laughs> Love that. All the vibes. <laughs> um, and at 39 weeks and two days, went to a uh, Latin street festival with my mum and dad and Togger. Yeehaw. Togger thought he'd have a couple of beers. Um, we, Me and my mum were like Latin dancing and eating all this fancy food and then we went out for a big bougie dinner. Um, got home at 10.30, jumped into bed and... Thought I pissed my pants <laughs> as soon as I laid down. I was like, oh, oh my God, sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and um, having read up the duff, oh pissing gosh. your pants was like one of the common symptoms of pregnancy. So I was like, oh, shit, lost. I've, I've become incontinent. It's happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened. Oh, my God. So I like ran to the bathroom and I'm just like leaking out fluid and I was like this ain't me yeah I was, well I, like I thought it was I just right. had no like no control over the way though yeah, yeah yeah and I was just like what so um yeah I I was yeah just sitting on the toilet and I'm like when is this gonna stop I need to stop weeing and then I was like, then it kind of clicked and I started getting like the adrenaline yeah. shakes and I was like oh, maybe it's not. And like I kind of felt under there and, and realised it was not we. I was like, oh, my God. And mm. so I went back into the bedroom I'm like, Tucker, I think my waters are broken. He's like, are you sure? And I'm like, like, I'm pretty sure. I'm just like leaking fluid. And he was like, oh, my God. So I called the hospital. Oh, really quickly before I get into that, we had um, we had done the hospital um, – education mm-hmm. like childbirth okay. education yeah. program it's like a two-day thing and um we were the youngest couple in there by about 10 years oh, I was like 
I was 27. Um, and everyone was just asking about the pain relief and the cocktail of drugs you mm-hmm. can take to like numb out. Um, Maria Dempsey's episode is releasing before this comes out. So <laughs> refer to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was like the main mm. questions and education Some that people we wanted got. to know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was just like, I don't want mm. drugs. Like I really don't. I don't want to not be able to move. I don't want to yeah, have options taken away from me. Yeah. So our thing was like, okay, well, what do we do if we don't want them? And they're like, okay. There was like a really brief like You can come into this room. You <laughs> <laughs> may yeah. leave now. <laughs> but it was like a super brief like, well, you you don't want to be induced. You don't want to like some of these things, these will lead to needing yeah. pain relief and all of this stuff. And it was very, very brief, but no one else was interested in that. So they <laughs> kept Weird. it I know, kept it real short. Um anyway, then cut back to where Tucker's calling the hospital because they're like, as soon as you think your water's a break or you're in labour, give us a call. And Tucker calls them and's like, so we think that um, she has waters are broken and they're like, okay, you need to come in immediately. We need to check. Oh. <laughs> we need to check. And I was like, mm. okay, <laughs> we'll bring the bag. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah. I love this. Not even in labour, get in the car, go in. Um, they stick me on a monitor and um, and they're like, <laughs> this is my favourite line. <laughs> they're like, oh, my gosh, can you see how, like, there's a, like, little spike every five minutes? And I'm like, yeah, I can see that. They're like, can you feel that? And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> not really. They're like, they're your contractions and oh you're having God. contractions every five minutes. And I look to talk and I'm like, bitches scream about this. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to have a pain-free birth straight up. Um, yeah. And then the nurse was like, oh, you're going to be one of those quiet ones, aren't you? And oh I was God. just like, <laughs> I'm a probably. Good girl. <laughs> anyway, then another not quite so How many hours later? Happy like nurse how, came in. Start? Like what was the time frame? Well, we were in the hospital from about 11 mm-hmm. p.m. Yeah. And then um, – and then they checked the pad that I was wearing. They're like, yep, your waters are broken. So we're really excited. And then like, okay, and now we're just going to wait until you're in labor and then you can transfer into like the birthing suite. And I'm like, oh, I'm not staying here. And they're like, yeah, you are. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm like, I can't even feel anything yet. This mm. could be a really long time. Like, I don't want to stay here. And they're like, okay, get the head nurse to come in. And she's like telling me all of the things, like my baby's going to die, my baby's going to die, my baby's going to die. For I'm going to die. Not wanting to labour in the hospital. Yeah. Um, if, if you leave, yeah. So we had to sign and then like Togger kind of jumped in. Mm. He was actually really good. He was like, okay, well, how often would you check the baby and Kishia? And they're like, probably every three hours. And he's like, all right, so we'll just go home for three hours, we'll come back. We'll just do mm. that every three hours. And she was like, oh, you're going to have to sign this waiver. Mm. So we had to sign a waiver, basically signing our lives away. If we all died, that that was our own problem. <laughs> wasn't on the hospital. Um, and we left. And I laboured. I didn't. I wasn't in labour, but I'm like at home, like on the ball. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, yeah. Got like music going. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Like this oh baby's coming. <laughs> And it got to, I think we stayed home until about five in the morning and we went, or 
yeah, maybe 5.36 and we got back into the hospital and I had started getting like mild contractions at that stage and um, we got into the hospital and they chucked a monitor on my belly and we both fell asleep on, the hospital, on this tiny like little hospital bed. Oh I know and I think I had two contractions while I was there and at 8 o'clock in the morning my obstetrician walks in and he's like, go home, don't come back until it's like two to three minutes apart. I was like, okay, so head back home. As soon as I'm home, it's like on every seven minutes, every five minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah, until about, it was probably midday again. And um, I know it was like two to three minutes apart and they were intense. And I'm like, hit rolling. Like, you know, mm, yeah. I'd be on the back of the couch like, mm. yeah. <laughs> when we get back in the car and that was, the, they're the worst. That, the that car ride's the fucking the worst. worst. When you're like, when you're in labour and you're like, like cramping and shit. in the car. Oh, the dude. Yeah, but you had like a quick freaking labour. <laughs> yeah, it was super quick. But I remember the feeling of just being like, I'm going to be that person who gives birth on the M1. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to transfer in a freaking ambulance. Dude, I was yeah. like in the car and I couldn't sit on my ass. Yeah. And like I only had two contractions. It's like a 15-minute drive from my mum's to the hospital and I had two mm. contractions. That's the chickens just telling you, telling us their birth oh, right. like, well. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. If anyone can hear that, it's just the chickens laying a couple of eggs. <laughs> oh, good old early morning recording. Yeah, um, yeah so... It was that was pretty intense. And then got to the hospital and I went straight to the birthing site. I think I had a couple of contractions in the elevator and Togga went to park while I was going out. And this guy was in the elevator with me. Oh. And like I can't tell you how tiny my belly was. Like I was uh, no if you Super can compact. see me. I'm yeah, like right now I'm about eighteen weeks pregnant and actually I feel pretty tiny at the moment. But mm. um I was I was very compact. So with an oversized jumper on you yeah. wouldn't know. Yeah. And I was like in the <laughs> elevator. It's like, mm, yeah, I was like, ah. <laughs> this guy is just like, get me off this fucking <laughs> And they get up to the birthing site and they chuck me like in the actual birthing site. Um, I think they didn't realize that I was going to be in there for like seven hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm. We were there for another seven hours. Seven hours. Okay, so at this point, it's like 24 hours nearly. Uh, no, at this point, so it was for, from 10.30 p.m. Yeah. And so it had been about, yeah, tw- 14. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, got in there and there was this nurse that straight away, like, came up to me and just did one of those squeezes on my hips. Mm. I don't know what it's mm. called. But I was like, like, during a contraction, I was like, oh, my God, that was, like, infinite pain relief. And then she did it, like, once and then twice. And then she's like, okay, I'm clocking off now. <laughs> Like, I'll pay you. <laughs> like, please don't look up. Can you do that more? Um, but yeah, she went and then it was another really lovely nurse mm. that was like my um I don't know, solid person for the rest of the time. Yeah. But she was quite new and she's mm. like, Oh, I've had babies before, but like didn't she didn't have the fucking techniques. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like we spent the rest of the time like in and out of the um in and out of the bathroom. They didn't have a pool, so we were just, yeah. like, in the shower and I'd, like, be bouncing on a ball between contractions and then, like, when I was having a contraction, I'd be, like, smashing my head on the side, oh. like, trying to remove the pain from my back and my front and I was posterior labouring, so oh. between contractions, pain in the back, during a contraction, pain in the front and Togga, I was, like, barking at Togga who was, like, in his knickers in the shower, like, putting hot water on my stomach, then on my back, then on my oh stomach, then on my back, yeah. Um... 
I can kind of relate to Kim's like exorcism vibes. Yeah. <laughs> like smashing my head on the shower wall. Um, and yeah. And like we kind of continued that for a bit. We did like some of the dance stuff, but I was like in at this stage was not that silent birthing yeah. woman that they <laughs> and cut to like what maybe four three or four hours before she was born I was like shaking mm. on the back of a like I guess if the um, hospital bed like head is yep. up yeah so I was on my knees and leaning on that and like going through my head I was just like I'm dying. <laughs> like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna die. Like this is me dying. And I was like, I wonder what Tucker's gonna name this baby. Like <laughs> really, like, like it was hor- like, like pitiful, intense. Yeah. And I was, my whole body was shaking. I was just like, can someone just tell me that something is wrong? Mm. And flip me over and cut this thing out. Like I'm done. I was like mm. so cooked. And, and obviously you were super close when you have that thought. Yeah. But at the time you don't know. No. And you like, do not know. And, but what I really appreciated at the hospital, like I got one VE um, and I can't remember when that was, but they told me I was four centimetres dilated. It was the oh. most excruciating thing I've ever felt in my entire life. They did it between contractions and I was still just like, get the What's fuck out of me. Vaginal examination. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Not, a, not up to date with <laughs> oh, the hospital right. technology. <laughs> Come on. I've um, got to give birth in hospitals more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. And so that's what, what's her, what's her, what do they do? Like, do they put their fingers in and yeah, like, and just like measure the circumference of your, um, I've never, I don't think I've ever had one. Cervix. Oh. A cervical check. It's a cervical check. Yeah. The other terminology. No. Yeah. It's the one and only I've ever, ever had. Wow. And it was so excruciatingly oh. painful. I was just like, never do that. Never do that again. Don't touch me again. Yeah. I could, like, I almost vomited. Like, it was really, really oh. bad. Way worse than like really intrusive and like no, it was awful, inappropriate, and also like there's obviously a plethora of studies now that show that they're completely inaccurate and don't predict anything. But yeah, it's still like they still do it hospital procedure. But look, they asked me, and I actually asked for it. Like I wanted it because I wanted to know where I was at. But that was like and just was this at the part where you thought that you were literally dying and you're only four centimeters. Yeah, so like they told me I was four centimeters. Like oh. Fuck, I'm dying. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to die and now. I have so, like when they say you've got four centimetres, you're like, I have so long to go yeah, to um, get to the 10. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, it was the worst. Anyway, so I think I was hanging off the back of bed for a couple of hours oh, and yeah. all of a sudden my whole body just shot backwards. Mm. Um, and I was just like, the fuck was that? And I looked up at the nurse and the nurse was like, oh, darling, I think you're ready to push. And... I don't, like she didn't fucking know but like yeah in my it head I like was like oh my god I'm there I'm at the end yeah. this is the finish line pushed for 45 minutes yeah tried like so many different positions I was like on the like on squatting on the ground um <laughs> we had a few things and you do already know this but um in the uh in education sessions they're like you can have a mirror to like look and see and I like remember turning to talk and be like don't you dare fucking bring a mirror down like I do not want to know what's going down that would be completely oblivious and then like other things like oh you know dad's love cutting the cords and he's just like I don't want to do that I'm like you don't have to do that and then the other one was like you know 
like like dads can get really involved and like be down there and Tog's like, I'm just going to stay at your head. I was like, yeah, can you not? I don't yeah. want you to see what's going on down there. I don't want to see what's going on. Like we're yeah. just going to – Um. anyway – when I'm pushing, they're like, do you want a mirror? I'm like, yes, I want a fucking mirror <laughs> to bring me the mirror. And I'm like squatting over a mirror, like trying to push. Like, talk, I'll look at this. Yeah. <laughs> Can you see what's happening right now? <laughs> and then like I was, I ended up pushing on my back, the best position to push. Oh, my God. <laughs> Makes it real easy. Um, that was sarcastic, by the way. If you're pregnant <laughs> and you're about to give birth to your best baby, that's not correct. <laughs> it's like the worst. Um, it like closes your yeah. hip. It's awful. Anyway. Togo was like, yeah, um, I'll – he was like holding my leg. He had like full view. Then she started crowning and they're like, oh, do you want to feel your baby's head? He's like, yes. <laughs> like patting Willow's <laughs> hair as she's coming out and I'm just like – and then they, they told me – like they were coaching me to push. Yeah. They told me to hold my breath oh and my that's going to help. So I'm holding my breath and I can feel my eyes like – popping Bursting. out of my head oh yeah my i had God. like bloodshot eyes for two oh weeks like completely like i looked like a halloween yeah I, I got the vision yeah it was awful um but yeah anyway after a few pushes well, a few pushes 45 minutes of pushing it was a lot of pushes she was out oh and uh, and like as she her shoulders came out like that's when my obstetrician walked in. Oh, nice timing. <laughs> and yeah, and he's like, reach down, get your baby, get your baby. So, like, I reached down and, like, pulled her up and went to put her on my chest and the nurse that had been with me, like, ripped my T-shirt off my chest so she landed straight oh, on my yeah. skin. And, um, yeah, that was pretty cool. And then they yeah. did their thing and I think they waited, like, a whole two minutes before getting Togger to cut the cord and he was, like, <laughs> real into it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, the birth process changed a bit. Um, and, yeah, and then I got that, like, an hour with her. Um, after that, they were like, oh, do you want to go have a shower? And I was like, I, yeah, I, if that's what people do, I guess yeah. I'll go have a shower. So um, Togger took his shirt off and had skin to skin with her and I – Went and had a shower. Like, I can't believe. Like, the clots that just, like, yeah. fall out of oh you. Oh, Awful. Um, and you're just, like, shaking and you feel like an actual shell of a human being. Yeah. It's so – They're just feeling so dizzy and just, like, lightheaded and just not I, with it. Like, you shouldn't be standing up having a shower, yeah, I feel yeah. like. It, it was probably a little too soon. I did get really lightheaded, actually, yeah. and went pale. And one of the nurses was like, oh, are you okay? And they thought that maybe it had something to do with my autoimmune stuff. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. Anyway, I recovered fairly quickly. Yeah. But then after I'd had my shower, um, the one of the nurses took Willow and weighed her and they, like, they did all the measurements and all this stuff. And me and Tog were just standing over her like, give us like a baby. Yeah. Um, and then they put her straight into a onesie and then handed her back to us. I'm like, oh, thanks. Um, and, and then we got to the room. Oh, yeah, we got to the room and they're like, okay, now your baby needs to – oh, by the way, she'd latched on already and like mm. been feeding and stuff. And they're like, okay, now she needs to come to the special kids' unit. And I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, we need to take her into like – she she needs to have bottle feeds for the first what? eight hours. Yeah, a formula. Yeah, a formula. I don't think I knew this. Why? Because of my Your thing. Yeah. So they were like her blood glucose levels are they were borderline. Yeah. And um, yeah, and they're like, so she needs and it's it's too much 
effort to or like work of effort or whatever it's called um to feed yeah so they they're burning more energy getting colostrum out of your Mm. nipple than the energy they're receiving and they're like we don't want her blood glucose going too low so she needs her formula it's easier for them to get and obviously it's just sugar gloop so um it'll spike her blood glucose back up and I was like hang on I didn't know that and they're like yeah well you know if you had any expressed milk we could give her that and I'm like well no one told me that mm. and I'm like well can you feed her in the room like and I was getting really upset about it. they're like honey you need a rest like you I'm go like, fuck off. You, yeah they're like you're gonna have the rest of your life you're not sleeping and you've not slept and like you need like use this time to rest and I was like this was like 10 o'clock at night or whatever 11 o'clock mm. at night and my parents were in the room and I was like getting really emotional but at the same time was fucking exhausted. Yeah. Like I was cooked. Um, and yeah, anyway, so they won that battle and took her into another room and I made them wake me up for the feeds. I'm like I'm giving her that bottle yeah. at least but I wasn't allowed to stay in the room. Yeah, so we were in separate rooms oh for the God. first eight hours. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And I, like everything about it felt wrong, but I didn't know how to advocate it. for it. Like yeah. I didn't know what to do. And it, like there were 10 babies in that room. <laughs> like There was a lot of babies in that room. And I remember the first time walking into it after like I think I'd slept for maybe two hours. And I was like, I don't know which one of these babies is mine. I was like, I don't, how am I meant to know which one of these babies is mine? And they brought me over. By the way, if like, Willow listens to this in the future, she's going to be this against you and be like, <laughs> you probably did take the wrong baby. <laughs> well, we questioned her for a little bit because she's blue eyed and like oh blonde hair. God, but it looks exactly like you and all your other babies. Yeah, yeah. So once we had Humphrey, I was like, oh, this is more a confirmation. Yeah. <laughs> it took that long. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I'm interested though. Yeah. Did you see other parents with their babies? No. Like there was never anybody else in the room? No. Oh, no, there was one woman who was struggling to learn how to breastfeed. Yeah. And she needed space and that's why I couldn't be in there. Right. Mm. Okay. So um, I was like, anyway, I don't know. I couldn't – like I didn't know how to fight it. I didn't know what I should be feeling. You know feels wrong but you just don't know because you've never been in that. And, and no one's advocating for you. Yeah, you, I didn't want to be that crazy bitch in the yeah. hospital, even though I totally was a crazy bitch. In the and hospital. you got there in the end mm. after this. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I know it's interesting because, like, I've obviously had a baby in a hospital before, and like in that type of environment where it's like Nico, and it's like you never see a, another parent there. And I've always wondered, like, what's up with? Excuse me. Like, why aren't parents like? At the room or like waiting at the door. They're or all like resting after their C-sections in my case. <laughs> and, and well, I mean, I, I realise also that some of those babies have been in there for like months and months and months. And at like yeah. some point oh, you've got other kids and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I always was like the only parent in there. And mm. I always wondered if they were just like well, in told my... to rest or go or like you don't need to be here and your mm. baby's fine. You just don't worry about it. In my case, it was just a special care unit. So it wasn't yeah, like NICU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like all the, none of the babies needed like extra support yeah. or anything. They were literally just all sleeping next to each other <laughs> yep. in those fucking like you see in the movies. Yep. And because my education was those three movies. And <laughs> this is totally normal. You know what yeah, you're <laughs> I'm like, well, they go and they look in their babies and they're like behind yeah. the glass. Like they don't even touch them. Like they're, yeah. you know, so it, I was like, it, it was definitely like a bit of programming there yeah. that I just, but 
at the same time, I'm like, but this baby's been inside me for, you know, nine months. It feels really wrong. It felt so wrong to be apart from her. But then it's like, oh, but that's normal. And so mm. I, I gaslit myself. Like it was, yeah. yeah. And we just made it normal and then we just forgot about it. Like at the end of that eight hours, she was in the room with us and in the, um, they brought her in in a fucking little wheelie thing and I took her out straight away and put her on my chest and we fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and that was actually our um, our announcement photo. Togo took a photo of her asleep on my chest, which is so not allowed at this hospital too. But like the nurses would come in and then they'd just walk out. Like they yeah. would not say anything. So, And then she slept in the bed um, on my chest for the rest of the time. Like she never went back in yeah. that little wheelie thing. Yeah. And we were there for, I think, four nights. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was the unicorn bloody pregnancy woman because I was the only natural, unassisted, no drug birth at that time. A lot of nurses hadn't seen that before and I didn't tear, which like I had um, midwives and nurses and coming in like oh my god like asking me questions like oh my god I've never seen this before yeah yeah because the private hospital that I chosen to go to was in an area of like like there's a little slogan that's like too posh to push so Mm, okay yeah 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 it was and I didn't realize that like Mm. I didn't realize I was walking into that situation so when I learned all of this information afterwards I was like I fucking did well yeah. because how, like the number of our friends who were also uneducated going into their first births who ended up with emergency C-sections or inductions that led to emergency mm. C-sections. It was, yeah, yeah. It, it's full on. So, yeah, having learnt that, I was like nailed it. Pat on the back. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's really remarkable really because most people do. They will step foot in that environment and – you know, even though they feel empowered, they're like, yes, I'm going to do this. They might have done hypnobirthing and they might have done like a whole bunch of stuff. Mm. You can't really like, yeah, it ta- there's, a st- there's a lot of like intervention, but it's subtle and it leads to the next thing and it leads to the next thing and then next thing, you know, you're like, yeah, it just had to happen. Mm. But and With the amount of monitoring I got and with the, you know, constant reminder of being high risk, like to have not had... Like, and, you know, at this hospital, which I was really fortunate for, they didn't test for GBS. So there was no antibiotics. They didn't offer a drip. I was never offered drugs because I was like, I don't want them. Mm -hmm. But obviously I was begging for it towards the (laughs) end (laughs) inside, like internally. I couldn't actually speak and I wish I could have spoken because I was begging for an epidural. Yeah. If someone had offered it to me in that stage, I would have been like, fucking I like just whatever I just want to go to sleep like I don't want this anymore so I was really lucky like Mm. I really really lucked out yeah um yeah yeah amazing and then on the way out of and after that whole situation we were in the car we left like a few days later (laughs) let's do that again I was like I need to have five babies (laughs) which is fucking like did you typical I said five I was like to Togga I was like it I was next to her in a little seat and I was looking at her and I'm like Togga gonna do this five times and he was just like no I'm like I know no but <laughs> but I'll say yes you just don't know it yet and I just I can't believe like now looking at that and the situation I'm in <laughs> I can't I can't believe that that was the number and that's where we're at right now I feel like that's what all women say like not the I'm gonna have five babies part because literally let's be honest only you and I say that but um I wasn't you serious go through when hell. I said it, you actually go through hell and you feel like you're never going to get out of it. But as soon as it's over, you're like, 
do that again. Yeah. I can't wait to do that again. And it's the weirdest thing because it's but hell. You're like and just how being perfect. engulfed. Like so bad. Willow was so perfect. She actually was. When she, she was a little newborn. So perfect. Like she had like this perfect head and like yeah. the perfect amount of fluff. She had like a little mullet already. Yeah. She was like she had the most hair of any of my kids. She had like hairy shoulders and hairy ears and shit. Like yeah. she was full Wagnazzini, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she was so perfect and I was like looking at her little button nose and her cute little lips and she was sleeping and she was mm. like this little angel child and was our angel child and you know yeah two months down the track six months down the track everything like she's hitting milestones like either before mm. or on exactly and no fast, wasn't she? like she no wasn't fast. she was like textbook baby mm. she never cried we never let her cry either mm. she'd hurt herself and be like oh my god look at that flower over there look there's a butterfly mm. oh my god here have some boob like never cried mm. um yeah <laughs> for multiple reasons but she was such a crazy kid yeah and like i mean we tried doing the her in a bassinet yeah. for the first few weeks and i like nearly died because getting I'd like every time she woke up for a feed I'd wake up get her out go out into the lounge I'd have like give her a feed change her nappy put her back into the bassinet and then like go to sleep and then I'd wake up do that like five times a night not sustainable (laughs) such fucking bullshit but we didn't bring her into the bed because we're going to kill her like obviously she'll die of sins um so yeah it was you know big learning curve I think It was about six weeks postpartum when I was like walking (laughs) down the street and I'm like, if I just walked out in front of a car (laughs) and just got just just got hit a little bit, just 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 like three, just like no, but just I just need three days of sleeping, (laughs) no responsibility, (laughs) and if I just got injured enough that I could get three days of laying down, like I was that exhausted, and I'm like, oh, if I'm having these thoughts, like. Something's got to change. Literally, co-sleeping, co-sleeping is the best, a lifesaver. And like, I didn't, I had no idea about the benefits, like mm. health benefits and like benefits to your mm. connection and bonding and all of that stuff. But fuck, as soon as she was in the bed, we were both sleeping. Like mm. everyone was sleeping, and we were just like, what? Like, why weren't we doing this earlier? We're not going to roll so over our baby. If people told you how to like safely co-sleep or like. You know, like don't be afraid of it. It's going to be so good. You're going to sleep. Your baby's going to be really happy. You're going to wake up minimal times and it's just, yeah. We got pamphlets of do not co-sleep with your baby. They'll die of SIDS. And then like don't put toys in their crib. Don't do it. I'm like, like how is any of this causing a baby to die? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we we were like we are fucking nailing this Mm -hmm. parenting gig. We're awesome. Like I would hear other people's babies cry and be like, I don't know what they're doing to torture that kid. <laughs> I'm like, oh, should we call? Should we call child services? Like <laughs> shit like that. Like seriously, I was such a dickhead. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, I was like, let's have a baby straight away. Um, so we okay, started. So how old was Willow when you guys decided seven. that you were going to start trying for another baby? Seven months old. Oh my god! She was a baby. She was like a teeny tiny baby. We're like, you're so big, and like, you know, she was crawling and pulling herself up on furniture already, and like, she did all the things. So how long did it take the same amount of time to get pregnant with Humphrey? Three months. Okay, so so I was ten months. All right, that's postpartum like, and then pregnant. Yeah, legit. So I was like, yeah, sweet. We fell pregnant again and I was over the moon mm-hmm. and um, I think I was like five weeks pregnant. My mum, when it was my 28th birthday, 
and my mum and my dad, my brother came up for my birthday and we celebrated and went to Byron and um, stayed a night down there. And my dad had been getting, like, been feeling not so good. And I was like, I don't know, we didn't think too much of it. He and my brother had just come back from, like, Africa. They climbed Kilimanjaro really fast and he was getting, like, stomach and back pain and we're like, oh, he's probably got, like, a parasite and then obviously, like, hurt himself doing this hike without any training and, like, (laughs) shit my dad used to do. And um, I was like, yeah, okay, so... We were kind of still chugging along and then my parents went back home that night. Did they know that you were pregnant at this point? No. Okay. Um, That night that they went back home, my dad ended up in hospital. Mm -hmm. And then like regularly, he'd get in there, they'd do some tests. Um, He was having night sweats and pain at night. And that was like the reason for going in. And then they'd do some tests and couldn't find anything. They'd give him some, some... probably morphine at the time. I don't know. They're giving him pain relief and sending him home. Um, that went on for a few months and it was escalating. And me and Togo were still working quite a bit. So we were down between Melbourne and the Gold Coast and taking po- uh, Willow down. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, it was getting worse and worse. And then my dad started losing weight and he's not a very big guy to begin with. So it, that was a bit of a concern, but... Doctors just weren't finding Then they started, you know, telling him he had um, like neurogenic pain. Basically they were telling him his pain was all in his head. Mm. And I'm like, no, this is like a guy who is like he does not struggle with pain. Like he's he's not sick ever. So fucking fine what's going on. Like Mm. I was like getting into the hospital. I was flying down to Melbourne like purely to go into hospital with him and be like, guys, you actually need to do some proper investigation. But they look at my dad. He's a tan guy. He's fit. um, Eats really well. All the things. And they look at him and be like, you're fine. Like there's nothing wrong with you. Um, So that kept going along. Come Christmas, it had gotten oh no just before Christmas actually we were up me and Willow were up on the Gold Coast and Togo was down in Melbourne. How pregnant were you at this point? About 17 weeks. Okay Um, did they did anyone know? Yeah they knew. knew. Yeah Um, I think we told everyone at Willow's birthday so it was about nine weeks or something at Willow's birthday Um, and yeah we I was up here just alone with Willow and Togo was working in Melbourne and I got a call from mum and she was bawling her eyes out. And I was just like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, something's happened. Because we still hadn't figured out what was happening with dad. Um, and I was like, I'm like, please don't tell me he's died. Like she was fucking beside herself. And she finally got words out and she's like, sub has passed away, my dad's dad. Mm. And I was just like, and I feel awful for feeling this way. But I was just like fucking relieved because I was like, oh, my God, like <laughs> it's not dad <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, so we got on a flight because we are Jewish and um, tradition, traditionally you bury your deceased within I think it's 48 hours. So we got on a flight and went down. Um, my dad was in hospital at this stage getting more tests like he'd been in for a few days with really bad pain and um, we had to break him out of the hospital to get him to 
the funeral and he like, I don't know, I don't know how, but he got up and did this massive, beautiful speech, which had everyone in tears. Um, and then he nearly like passed out because he was exhausted and we had to take him back to the hospital after that. But um, yeah, then there was, it was like a couple of weeks later, which was like, he had come home um, and it was the day after Christmas, Boxing Day, and he nearly died at home. Like he was just so sick and they ended up ambulancing him into hospital and the next day they're like, oh, he has cancer. <laughs> we were just like, great. Thank you for taking several months to let us know <sighs> and figure out. it out. Yeah, I know. Or like just telling him it's all in his head for mm. so long. Like really? Um, so, yeah, and it was a, a quite advanced cancer by the time they found it. Um, and an aggressive one and rare and with a really bad um like really high mortality rate for the first in the first like two years or something um and I was but we were all pretty optimistic because my dad had a really healthy base yeah like now we know what it is great we treat it you'll be fine he'll be fine um it wasn't that cut and dry Mm. (laughs) didn't go down like that uh, so he had his first um, chemo and that put him into ICU. He nearly died from it because it c- obliterated his gut and he ended up with sepsis, like internalised, yeah. Um, and so he was just like, I can't do that again. Like <laughs> the recovery from that was quite a bit and he's like, I can't do that again. So we started looking at other options and we went down that road. Which um, anyone who has taken a loved one through cancer is um, not easy. It's not. Mm. It's really shit. Um, yeah, yeah. So how pregnant? So you, you would have been like early, still like fourish months at this Tw- point. I was about half halfway. So when you found out he had cancer. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And so I actually had my twenty week scan at the same hospital that he was at so he could come to it. So he came to the 20-week scan and had a look and we were all in there trying to guess if it was boy or girl. Um, We actually found out and, yeah, it was something to celebrate. Little wins. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it got to a point where my dad was just like, like the the hospital can't offer me anything that I want. Yeah. And he's like being in Melbourne, like it's like with the shitty weather and – um. Yeah, there was, you know... It, like it wasn't helping him. It wasn't helping him. So he was like, I want to move up mm. to the Gold Coast. Um, so he came up this way and we were able to look after him. I guess I had time because I wasn't really working at that stage. Yeah. Togga was covering and so, yeah, between me, my sister and my auntie, we were just like, all right, we're on the Danny yeah. <laughs> care and train. And so he was like doing more alternative treatments, is that right? Yeah, So and that's the path he wanted to go down, but yeah. he wasn't closed off to... He was doing a bit of both. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we would kind of see him do well and then not do well and then do well and mm-hmm. we're kind of... He he would continue doing chemo treatment, treatments, but he was separating them out quite a bit and we found a... Um, experimental it was still experimental at the time but it had really promising um outcomes for his particular cancer so it was really targeted so we 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 were 
like getting that and but he was spreading out the treatment so that he could properly recover yeah and then as soon as he'd have one of those treatments we'd like go to the integrative medical center and they would like pump him with the vitamin c ivs and like all this stuff and that would kind of like bring him back to life which was amazing anyway he was doing really well and then he would not and it's yeah it was pretty hectic and this whole time i'm like we had also bought a house that we were renoing we <laughs> me and did, did a few yeah. things in like one hit um and for anyone who's interested this was also in my satin return so <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucking fun times um yeah right yeah. so you were like obviously this was kind of like something that was at the forefront of your mind constantly during pregnancy yeah. and you weren't obviously being like I'm going to separate myself from that and really focus on my beautiful pregnancy and no. my birth plan and but yeah. what was was your birth plan kind of a similar outcome or not outcome like you were wanting the same thing with that you did with Willow or were you thinking I wouldn't mind doing something different so, or I didn't like that or yeah so obviously we did not want this baby taken away at any stage so i expressed Mm -hmm. towards the end and i expressed a fuck ton of colostrum i fed uh (laughs) sorry guys i fed willow throughout the entire pregnancy so i had like ample supply yeah um and then that turned into colostrum i think maybe the month Mm -hmm. prior to humphrey's arrival um but yeah i i was seeing an obstetrician like i wanted to see my obstetrician down in melbourne because i was like he was happy for me to do what you wanted to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, but because of the situation, I ended up seeing an obstetrician on the Gold Coast who was not happy for me to do anything. And I remember going to those appointments when I had to go and like, and he'd be like, <laughs> in retrospect, I totally get where he was at. But at the time, fucking shit me because I was dedicating all my time to researching for my dad and like, looking after him, taking him to appointments. Um, And I'd get to one of these obstetrician appointments and like my obstetrician was like, okay, so when are you actually going to look after you because you're pregnant and you're not looking after you and your baby? And I'd be like, fuck you, man. Like Mm. my body can just do this. Like I can like, you know, delegate the baby stuff to my body and I can just focus on my dad. Like, Like I've... Like in my head, I was just like, we've got one chance to get this guy well and I I can't be wasting that shit on what sinking into a pregnancy, like (laughs) concentrating on a pregnancy when my body can just do that. Like I can just offload that. Um, But I mean, meanwhile, poor Humphrey is just like stewing in this soup of anxiety and cortisol and stress and the ups and downs and zero sleep. And, like, meanwhile, I'm still looking after Willow the whole time. Like, you know, um, there was a, a point where Togger was in Daydream Island for a wedding and we just moved into our very scantily renovated new house mm. um, and sleeping on the floor with Willow pregnant and a hurricane or mm, the cyclone know. hit. Yeah, and so Togger was trapped there for five days or something and I couldn't get hold of him. Oh like, yeah, so it was really a stressful high time. Stress it's high stress. Yeah. yeah, lots of, like, flights are happening and stuff. 
But then, you know, when we'd have like good spots, my dad would come good and like go for a stand up paddleboard. Mm. And we're just like, okay, like, like you're good. You're going to yeah, be okay. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be sweet. And like, I remember going on drives and just thinking about how, because he was quite a prominent businessman and he mentored quite a few people. And um, I'm like, this is going to be his like book. Like, he's going to yeah. write this book about how he conquered this and how he did it and like came to realize that the busy life isn't all that and like you need yeah. downtime and all this stuff and um yeah so we were really in this mind space of like even every low he had because he'd bounce back we're like we're good. just a low yeah yeah, yeah. like it, like shit this shit doesn't come easy we have to go through the tough stuff to get to the yeah. end so that was our that's where our heads were at the yeah. whole time um yeah, anyway. So then like how long – so like obviously you're approaching your birth. Was he like good and that you were – He so went downhill. Okay. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened that I won't go into because I feel like I'm going to – Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're taking up time. Um, but yeah, he went really downhill and ended up getting emergency flown back to the Gold Coast – Mm-hmm. Um, to the hospital that I planned to have Humphrey and I was, what, 40-ish weeks pregnant and he decided to do another chemo. And like, one of the, the things that we were really conscious about was chemo, like I think they even say it in like the chemo pamphlets that they give the carers for chemo. It's like don't share the same toilet because yeah. like it's really toxic and like and, and also a carcinogen so – you, you know, you take it when you have to, but like you don't actually want to be around it. And because I was pregnant and I'm like chemo targets, targets fast growing cells. I've mm. got a whole bunch of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, when my dad did chemo, I would like take a few days from seeing him, um, which was fine because like my sister would step in or mum would come up and step in or my auntie, you know. Yeah, so mum was always there. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, so he had he had decided to do that again, but they the hospital had decided to put him straight into palliative care, and we didn't know that. Um, I, I wasn't aware of that. I don't know if anyone was. Mm. Um, and a couple of days later, I got a call, and it was like. You need to come in and say your final farewells to your dad. And I was like, fuck, this again. Because, like, also we'd been given, you know, he's got two weeks to live. He's got three months to live. He's going to make it to the year. Mm. Like, and it was just everyone's just throwing out this shit. So at the end, like, by the end of it, you're like, I oh, don't fucking believe anything you yeah. say. Like, you, you suck. No one's getting this right. Um, so. Did I say you were like 40? Did you say you were like 40 something weeks pregnant? 41 weeks on the dot. And being told to say goodbye. Being told to say goodbye. Oh, and really quickly, the one thing that me and Tucker did do for this pregnancy was go and do a hypnobirthing course, mm-hmm. which we'd been suggested to do. And because I just hadn't really thought about it, my obstetrician was a bit of a prick and he was like, you have to do this, this and this when you come mm-hmm. in, which was like drips and all of these things. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to come in unless there's a baby like yeah. halfway out my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> You're not sticking needles in me. Like it's yeah. not happening. Um so, yeah, we did this uh, hypnobirthing course because I was just like, I don't want to repeat that massive process that I had with mm-hmm. Willow. Um, 
which was beautiful. It was so good to do and it was really good for Togger because like it, they just show you all these videos of these babies Super coming calm out. Calm. And like and like no one like – it's, it's completely hands-off. Like mm. there were four movies of completely hands-off births where these women, like the babies just came out and mm. not, no one needed to touch anything. They picked up their babies or got their babies out of the water or whatever it was mm. and it was fine. I was like – that's it that's what I want um anyway so we've done that cut back um yeah being told that I need to go say my final goodbyes and I had an adrenaline rush but at the same time I'm like to myself fuck they keep doing this like fuck this blah 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 and I get into the hospital and he was not okay like he wasn't good at all and um I got you. Oh, dude. It doesn't help that this is a highly emotional day, <laughs> week, month. <laughs> if you need to stop. Two like pregnant bitches talking, talking about pregnant shit and other stuff that's highly emotional. Dead dads again. Oh. <laughs> so we can't say that without Jindy. Yeah. Jindy, where are you? Um, yeah. And so went in and saw him and I was just like, like I literally walked in and I was like turned to the nurse and I'm like, the fuck have you done? Like mm. what have you done? Because he's never looked this bad before. Yeah. Oh, what a time. And I was just like, what is going on? And we'd been really on top of his medication and I was doing lots of research every time they were giving him another medication. I'd like mm. risks, benefits, side effects why we needed it like it was a real education session and I was like okay you guys did the chemo like did you give him um the bicarb soda pills which like mm. offsets the acidity of mm. mass breakdown of um cells and and like no they hadn't given him any of the counter stuff mm. so they just put his body under all this stress and then I look at him and he's got a fentanyl patch on his arm and he's got a morphine drip in his leg and like and he couldn't move and it was like – it was really shit. My dad's a really powerful man mm. and, yeah, it seemed like that was not good. It's a shit time. So, I, yeah, I am um, being 41 weeks pregnant and if this is an indication of how <laughs> emotional I get when I'm pregnant um, – I lost it like mm. fire dragon came out and I was like you don't even know what the fuck you're doing how could you do this mm. do you even re like like what is your fucking job like I'm not bringing my bloody dad into the hospital for you to kill him he doesn't need help he can like yeah. we're all gonna fucking die no matter what like no one needs help dying like yeah. he's here because he wants to not live die. yeah um and so, like, that day, so, oh, God, it would have been, like, midday I got called in and Togger's mum had come up to help us with um, Willow at that stage because I was obviously close to giving birth at some stage. And um, so she was looking after Willow and Togger came in and and I was calling meetings with, like, ICU um, his 
fucking hematologist who was just the biggest prick. It's like the one person that if I, I can't remember what he looks like. So if you're out there, you're lucky because I was like, if I ever see him and I'm in my car, I will hit you. Like I will not <laughs> put the brakes on. Um, but yeah, it was like, I, like I had a nurse tell me that I just couldn't handle death and like all of this stuff. And I'm like, bitch, I am 41 weeks pregnant. That's my dad. Mm. So all I've ever known. Like, yeah. how can you say that to a person? Like the bedside mm. men are, anyway, they kept asking him or like, they just kept giving him morphine. And I'm like, he doesn't want morphine. Like he doesn't want more pain relief because it is putting more pressure on his body. Like what can we actually do to get him out of this position they just don't know right but they'd given up they were like no we're just helping him die now like it's not yeah and then yeah the i like we called a meeting with the icu guy and he was just like look we can put him on the things because i was like they're like oh he's got fluid on his lungs i'm like great drain it like there's Mm. a thing that we can do for all of these and like i had a history of working in hospitals and in icu so i knew everything they could do to counter whatever was going on and they're like, look, we can put him on machines, but then you guys are going to have to decide when you take him off. And I, and my, like, and I looked at my mum and she was like, I can't do that. Like, mm-hmm. and everything, uh, anyway. Yeah. So that was it. That yeah. was it. And I was just like, what the fuck? And so at that stage, I think I just like, mm-hmm. I sent numb mm-hmm. to it. And I mean, we were in hospital from, yeah, midday. I think about like six or seven o'clock. I'm like, well, if this is it, we need to get him out of the hospital. He doesn't can't die in hospital. Like this yeah. man, this like great man, cannot die in a hospital. We need to get him out. And I'm speaking like his best friend had flown up at that stage. He, he like his sister and um, brother-in-law were up, and like everyone started coming, flying up from Melbourne. And I'm like, how do we do this? Like. I will fucking throw him over my back. My <laughs> 41 week pregnant back. <laughs> Put him in the car. We can like get a fire going down at Tally Creek mm. and like, you know, something. And everyone just kind of looked at me really helplessly. Like no one. Yeah. Like they would just kind of like stop. Kushia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> stop. And that like, and I think at that stage I was just like, that's like is that it like that's that's it we've like been just countering everything up until this stage and now it's just stop yeah um so yeah I don't know we were there until about 10 10 p.m and I started getting really bad migraine and I was just like oh fuck I'm gonna be vomiting I'm 41 weeks pregnant I'm gonna be vomiting and sick and I feel like shit and I just turned to Togga and I was like we need to go home I need to go home and he's like, okay. So we get home. I literally just sat down on the couch. I hadn't eaten all day, BT dubs. <laughs> Wasn't a day for eating. But I just sat on the couch and like put a blanket over my head. And that, cause like, like I was feeling light sensitive and all the things. And I was on the couch for about an hour. And then my waters broke. And I was just like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And I still had that adrenaline rush, like that weird adrenaline rush. Mm. but um I was just like like I don't know in in disbelief like mm. the fuck yeah like how? How, I can't do this right now right now like of all the times and I was just like but at the same time like I had a, a bit of hope too I was like oh if this can happen like fuck what can't happen yeah. you know 
anyway, so my waters broke and Togo was in bed with um, Willow and I just walked in there and I'm like, hey, look, this is going to be a while but my waters just broke. And he was like, okay, I'll just, I'm going to try and get as much shut eye as possible. I was like, yep, yeah, yeah. We'd had a big day. Um, so anyway, I decided to pack a hospital bag <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I called my brother actually and I was just like, hey, Zach, I don't know, like this could be a little while and I don't want you to tell everyone but can you just go and let dad know that my water's broken and like baby's on the way so he's got to hang around for mm-hmm. a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't actually this emotional at the time so <laughs> – um, yeah. And I'm like, but please don't let anyone else know. And he was like, yeah, okay, cool. Or like, I'll let you know when we head into the hospital. Anyway, I got my hypnobirthing tracks on and I went up into the bathroom and I was like, as soon as my waters broke, I was actually getting like that period pain and that was really consistent. Um, like a, in a contraction pattern and I didn't look at any clocks. Like I was thinking mm. all my hypnobirthing stuff, I'm like, do not look at the time do not like like don't measure or judge anything so um I just went into the bathroom after I'd packed a bag and got the bounce ball in there and jumped in the shower and jumped in the bath and um (laughs) one of those too much information things but I was doing so many poos (laughs) and I (laughs) did mention this in the last recording yeah but um yeah, like every contraction afterwards I was like, oh, I need to go to the toilet. And I was like, like proper, like human size. Like <laughs> and I just could not believe the amount of shit that was coming out of me. I was just like, oh, my God, this is insane. just fully empty. Just like completely empty my whole body. Um, but I reckon I went to the toilet like eight times. So 11.30 at night my water's broke. Um, my mother-in-law is asleep in the bedroom next to the bathroom I'm labouring in and I'm just like playing like I've got I think I had candles lit no I didn't have candles lit I had a a salt lamp but I was like I had um heaps of clary sage and lavender going Mm. like really strong and I was like yeah okay like doing all the moves getting in the water trying to relax as much as possible like just switching into labour mode I'm like oh like I've got a fucking task to do right now in amongst my whole world coming to pieces. And, um, yeah, I was in the bath and they were getting pretty strong, the contractions, and I, like I remember leaning forward and I felt this pinch in my back and it wasn't, like it wasn't bad but it just shot me back to Willow's birth and I'm like, this gets really bad and I was just like I can't do this like Mm. I like I know that this is going to get really hectic I don't have it to do this I'm like I'm just gonna have to go to the hospital and get this baby cut out like there's no way I can do this Mm. anyway I went to get up out of the bath and had another contraction and I was just like oh shit I'm like I'm not going to be able to get down the stairs to get Togger like he's in bed and I'm like I'm there's no way I can get down the stairs so I went into my mother-in-law's room and I was just like, Helen. And I'm like, naked. I'm like, Helen. <laughs> She's like, yeah. I'm like, can you please go and get Togger because I, ca- I can't get him. And she's like, oh, are you in labour? And I was like, mate, yeah. 
<laughs> my mother-in-law is like the sweetest human ever, um, like non-confrontational at all and very easygoing. And I was just like, yeah, can you please get him? She's like, oh, yep, yeah, yeah, I'll go get him. And um, and so she goes downstairs and Togo comes up and I'm like, I think we're going to have to go to the hospital soon. And then I felt like another contraction they were like really close and I was just like oh god like yeah we're like I'm not gonna be able to handle a car ride in a sec I'm like okay I need to go to the toilet I think he was in the room with me for about 10 minutes and I was like I need to go to the toilet and so I kicked him out and I go sit down on the toilet and I'm like oh like it full bearing down pushing and I was like it's not a poo (laughs) and like Togo came rushing in and he was just like He's like, Kashia, I can see a head. Like he looks into the toilet oh and he's like, Kashia, I can see a head. And I was just like, oh. And so he ran back downstairs. His mum had been come upstairs at that stage. And he ran downstairs to get his phone and call the ambulance. And um, and then I like I had a full ejection reflex. He had the ambulance on the phone and they're like, Can you get her to lay down? And they're like, he's like, Kashia, can you lay down? I'm like, I can't fucking lay down. I'm not moving. <laughs> and they're like, you need to get her off the toilet because the baby will fall into the toilet. And he was just like, can we get you off the toilet? I'm like, no. But he's like pulling me up off the toilet. So like if you can imagine sitting yeah. on the toilet yeah. and I couldn't move, like mm. I couldn't move my knees, I couldn't move my hips. So like he had to like leverage me up off the toilet. My legs are still bent. I had one hand on like our basin and then one hand on the very unstable exercise ball. Mm. And he's trying to shift me forward so he can get behind me, like between the toilet and me. Mm. And... um. Humphrey's head was out at this stage yeah so and we're over tiles and the ambulance was like do not let that baby drop on the floor like we've got an ambulance 10 minutes away he's like do not let that baby like fall on tiles and I was like obviously oblivious to everything else happening and then all of a sudden like another contraction came over me and he came out like <laughs> it was head and then as soon as his shoulders were out he's like Everything he came just out. flew out yeah yeah um it's somewhere between there I had Helen like I remember her uh, hands on my shoulders and it felt like she was putting the pressure of the world on my shoulders and I, she must have only been resting her hands she was like it's it's going to be okay and I was just like get the fuck off me Helen. like it was like so oh God, it just woman. felt yeah poor like she's like I never want to do that again <laughs> Oh she did she's not never touch her shoulders she, ever again. But she, she like, she was not. Yeah. she's not a like a happy birthing. But like, she's yeah. like, I do not like. I, <laughs> I never want to say that again. Do not want to be in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, and anyway, and then yeah, Humphrey came out and Togger went to pass him around my side. And I was like, no, between my legs, and like, so football <laughs> passed him through. <laughs> like you're trying to do it around. Like yeah, yeah. And Blinko Cause is like not seven meters long. This <laughs> is not okay. And so he passed him through. And then um I was just standing there like with this baby. It it had been like for how long? Like, so like what time was that? Three hours. It was about three hours long. So I think it was about three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um and yeah, and then Togger went and got some pillows for me to so I could sit down. I was like sitting down on towels and um, in the bathroom and he got some pillows for me to rest back on. And I was just like. Like what just happened? Like, yeah, like what the fuck? And I accidentally <laughs> had my baby at home. 
or not accidentally. Yeah, they look. I had very little intention of going into the hospital, mm. but because of everything that had happened around you were that a time, total mess. Like, yeah, and we didn't like. I probably guess wasn't there wasn't much of a plan. recipe for having a you know, I know beautiful for home birth or free birth or you know bloody anything. We didn't. Yeah, there wasn't much of a plan there. Mm. Um, so yeah, I I mean. I was at the hospital I was meant to give birth at Mm. all day. Mm. And then I got a headache, went home for a few hours and came back to the hospital that I was meant to give birth at with a baby. Okay, so after you had Humphrey, obviously the ambulance would have been like... They came in. Super fast after. Like it would have been Mm. within minutes of birthing Humphrey that they they were there. Yeah. Yep. So they came in and we had a really chill crew. Like mm. they came in, they're like, they did like, I think a quick APGAS score, but they never touched him. And then they were like, um, he's, he, they're like, you guys are good. Mm. They're like, we'll just go downstairs. They asked me if I wanted like the pit shot in my leg mm-hmm. to deliver the placenta. And I said, no. Yeah. Um, I had had that with Willow. It's the only yeah. thing I'd had. So I, I didn't want that again. And I, yeah, and they were like, when you're ready to go in, we'll go in. And so they just chilled downstairs for a bit. They Like Humphrey was alert and chill and feeding. Um, I asked them to check his blood glucose because I was like, hey, this is a thing. Mm. Um, and his blood glucose was pretty chill. Mm. So they, there was no rush to do anything and and then – yeah, after I birthed the placenta, we um, took a cut the cord and and then we started heading downstairs and onto the little ambulance thingy and they chucked me in the ambulance and we went back to the hospital. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Um, and I was expecting like a seven-hour labour because yeah, Willis had happened. been 22. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it'd be at least seven to 12 hours. Like, it, like you know. A little bit shorter maybe but like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but not three hours. But not three. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was just like, it was pretty. It was pretty unbelievable, actually. Mm. We got to the hospital, and I um, I was like, hey, my dad's dying upstairs. Do you mind if I go <laughs> up? <laughs> we can meet my baby. Um, but I just pushed out. Even saying it now seems just fucking ridiculous. Like. <laughs> I just pushed out a baby and my dad's dead, dying upstairs. Do you mind if I just like go in? Mm. Um, the nurses were pretty chill. Actually, so when we got into the hospital, um, they did a quick look over Humphrey and he was just like, we were just skin to skin. It was mm. sick. And then my obstetrician came in, at, I think it was six o'clock in the morning. And he was like completely frazzled. He was in tracksuit pants. His hair was unbrushed. Like he was just like a mess. And he came in and he goes, did you do that on purpose? Like that was the first words that came out of his mouth. And I was just like, no. And then he goes, okay, well, let me see if you tore. And I was like, no, thanks. okay. Like, dude, I was not in like the fighting mm. spirit. So spread my legs he was like no no tears and he walked out and they didn't see him again like yeah i wonder why we don't like obstetricians that much i mean not all but a lot of them why are they like that like why it's so weird anyway Anyway. and so that was all fine they'd been like looking over me and humphrey for a bit he did a meconium all over me it was great and then they were like look 
you can go up but you have to put him in the mm. little trolley thing because like if you pass out <laughs> and we're not with you like you're going to another floor and yeah they're obviously dealing with shit up there too so anyway so got him in the little tray mm. pushed my baby in the tray up to level six and um and Togo was like obviously with you right I think he was at that stage. Yeah. He didn't come in the ambulance. Yeah. But, it, yeah, I think he was with me at that stage. And, yeah, we went into my dad's room and, like, and I don't think any of them had realised that I'd had a baby. So I just, like, walked in with a baby and, it, and my mum was in there and my sister was in there. And oh, wait, you haven't told I hadn't told anybody? No, no because, one. Yeah. I don't think anyone knew. Well, and it would have happened so quickly, right? Yeah. You just left, had a baby, come back. I didn't have my phone with me. like. A, yeah, you never do, right? Yeah, and so I just walked in with a, a baby and, like, <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, and, like, they had obviously been with my dad, I think, all night. I Actually, I've not even asked. I don't know. But, like, I think they were. It was 6 mm. o'clock in the morning. And so, yeah, I walked in with a baby and my mum just, like, burst into tears. And my dad, that hadn't moved in, like, the whole time, like, threw his arm out and, like, and around me. And, like, yeah, it was really... um. It was really like at the time I think I was a bit numbed out and like what yeah. the fuck is happening? Like what is happening? Yeah. Um, but when I look back on it, it's really special. Like I'm really glad mm. we got that. Mm. Um, and so I was in there for a bit and then I started feeling a bit tired. I don't know why. No. So <laughs> we went back down to the mm. r- like allocated room or whatever. Yeah. And I just was in bed with Humphrey and because all my family was up saying their goodbyes to my dad, they were coming into the room and yeah. meeting Humphrey. And um, and then I think at lunchtime we went back up and like Humphrey got to hang with my dad for a bit and like yeah. lay on his chest and stuff. And yeah, it was like, it was cool. It was cool. It wasn't cool. It was fucked. No. It was so fucked. <laughs> really fucked but like yeah so then that happened and like we were there maybe for a couple of hours and then I went back downstairs and um and 7 15 I don't know we were in the bedroom of the room and I it was just me and Togga and Humphrey and um I felt it it was like quarter past seven and I just felt like someone had shot a cannon through my chest and I was like, fuck, like it's happened. And a few minutes later my sister and my mum came down and they're like, we, we want to let you know. And I was like, you don't need to. It's fine. Go away. <laughs> I can't. Mm. I don't want to know. I'm like, do you want to come up? And I'm like, no, I don't want to go up. Um, yeah. And then... Humphrey went from this peaceful little baby and then he's like I just watched like him go from this relaxed body to like his shoulders just like went up to his ears and his knees went up to his belly and he screamed and he screamed that whole night and then with like you know an hour break here or there for the next four months it was so full on but yeah that's how we got introduced to aware parenting (laughs) um well you're so lucky you did because obviously many years later Mm. we can look at that and have a complete awareness and understanding of why your baby screamed for four months yeah whereas you know without 
that type of understanding. You would just think my baby has colic. Maybe it's got a stomach problem. Maybe it needs medicating. But that's, Maybe that's what like, we had at the start. Yeah. I was like, oh, it must be colic. It must be silent reflux. It must yeah. be blah, 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 blah. For like it was at two weeks that he had been crying and I was, yeah, we were like, oh, my God, what's going on? And then I was like, it's not mm. like, and I felt like such an idiot when I was saying it, but I'm like, he's fucking grieving. I'm like, he's yeah. grieving. Like this was the shittest and like he's grieving. And then when we were actually going to our regular Sunday market hangout and it was one of the ladies that owned the nut stall and she was like, she'd come over and like see Humphrey just screaming and um, because we still went out and did shit. Yeah. <laughs> we needed to like distract ourselves. Mm. And um, she was like, hey, I think I know something that can really help you. And she was studying to be like an aware parenting coach. Mm. Um, and she's like, yeah, I'd love to do a session with you if you're open to it. And I'm like, oh, at this stage I'm open to anything. So, yeah. And then what she described to me and she lent me her book and I was just like, this is fucking it. And mm. so much, so much of it was just like, why didn't I know this when dad was going through his shit? Like just all of the like if we're suppressing our emotions, like how that can affect our health mm. and all of this stuff. So anyway, we got in onto that and I listened to a lot of Lael Stone, Stone and um, and Marion Rose and yeah, that kind of sent us on the tra- trajectory of like looking at emotion and emotional health and uh, yeah, the links to mm. our physical health. So it was um, it was a very – Big time. What a journey. It was a journey. So Humphrey and your dad share the same, the same day then? Yeah. Birth so, and death day. Yeah. Yeah. On the death certificate and birth certificate, same day. Fucking wild. So how do you guys, like, how are the birthdays for Humphrey? We celebrate Humphrey. Yeah. Yeah. It was really hard, the first, his first like the birthday. First, yeah. yeah. Because it's, it's, it's tough because, like, it was... It was like this magical thing. Like it to to go through a birth like that after the first birth I'd had and it was just so easy. Like it was hard because of the circumstances but it was such an easy birth and it was so beautiful and like to get that um, mm. like in amongst everything that was going on, it was it was such a gift. Yeah. So, but there's some really weird, and I've told you, like, there's some really weird stuff in there as well. Because, like, Humphrey, so my dad flew planes and was plane and um, and motorbike obsessed. But Humphrey is, like, hell-bent on being a pilot. Mm. And, like, I was really, you know, like, my dad's, a, a, he was very successful and he was just, I couldn't sing more praise for the man Mm. but I'm like they're big shoes to fill and for my little boy to be born on that day Mm. like I don't want any of that pressure on him I think like a lot of people thought I was going to name Humphrey after my dad and I'm like no like I can't put that kind of he's got a he's going to live his own life life, he's he's carving his own path Mm. and so we didn't want to push anything onto yeah onto him so it was you know the things that my dad liked it wasn't like you know you should like this mm. yeah he wants to be a pilot. Mm. Like he is hell bent on being a pilot. In in our like family formation, so my dad had an older sister, and then he, and then him, and then his 
brother and then a younger sister and like Humphreys is the same. Humphreys the same. And obviously that's going to change now but like. It'll still be the same with an addition. Yeah. And it's just like like some really weird fucking. Mm. So, so how old was Humphrey then? Like when was he born in relation to or how old was, how many hours old was Humphrey when your dad so, left? So Humphrey was born I think around three o'clock, like maybe 3.24 I think we fe- yeah. think. Yeah. And then your dad passed at quarter past seven in yeah. the, that night. Mm. So it was like five hours old, if that. No. Or five hours old. No. Uh, nearly 20. Oh. Yeah. So he's seven that night. So Humphrey was born in the morning. My oh, dad was yeah, born yeah. that night. Okay, so 12. Oh, yeah. God. No. I think there's something wrong with me. <laughs> We're both pregnant. Okay. But like if you had have had a birth like Willows. Yeah. A labour like Willows. You would have missed it then? Yeah. They would have, yeah, you would have been like in the birthing portal while your dad was, it's crazy that your body was like, here's a three-hour labour and birth. Yeah. And this is what's going to happen really soon after that. It's like. It was so, and like, and I look back on it too. And even in like the months following, I was just like, if it had have gone any other way, other way, like if Humphrey was born a week early, Mm. like, I don't know. Like I, how would you have coped with a weak old baby and then and a screaming baby at that plus that? Yeah, plus my dad passing mm. away. Like I wouldn't have been able to be in the room with him and um and spend that time with him because I would have had a scream, you know. And if it was any later, I would not have had like I and I went into a real depression. Yeah. Afterwards, yeah. Like the next, the following months. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which is was, when I met you. Yeah. <laughs> When I shake my head and all yeah. that jazz. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was like it was a big time. Like me and Togger kind of fell apart after that too. Like we went from being like this organised team and like delegating to each other and like having this like mm. all these plans set out and we're, we're working to this schedule and we had this goal and drive to like that was all gone and I just like like you know – Personally, I was, like, working to life and, like, creating life in me. And then I just, like, after Humphrey was born, I was just, like, I'm empty. Like, I've my purpose is gone and – which is fucking awful because I had a fucking baby. Mm. But it was really mm. shaking. And I was, like, if I – yeah, so if, if my dad died first and then I went into – like, I wouldn't have – there's no way I would have been able to mm. have a baby. Like, I just – I was done. I was yeah. so cooked. So, yeah, the timing was very um, divine timing. But mm, what a yeah, story! What a story! I um, we've taken up everyone's time a lot of it. Yeah, I did do a wee between that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we'll cut that out. <laughs> oh well, thank you for sharing because that's a big one. That was a big one. God, I was a lot more yeah. emotional than the first time I said it. <laughs> yeah, but you're also pregnant, and we're also in like a. We're in the trenches a bit. We're in the trenches. But I feel like that was a story that needed to be told. Yeah. Accidental home births. Accidental free births. Accidental mate. free births. Mm. Accidental. And we'll go into the two very intentional free births. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. Well, love you. Yeah. Love Thanks you. for sharing. 
Thanks for listening. And if you lasted this long, <laughs> if you lasted this long, well done. Um, Another emotional one for the uh, for the books. Yeah. All right. I'm still going to be nervous about releasing it. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Signing off. Signing off. See you, people. Thanks for tuning in to the Road to Wisdom podcast. To join the journey, you can follow us on Instagram at theroadtowisdom.podcast and at www.theroadtowisdompodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. We look forward to seeing you next week with more juicy content.